time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Whitty. Alright, week two of Spookytoberween. Spookytoberween. On Spooky. On Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. <laughs> My name is Chris L. Dillon. And I am Shane K. Whitty. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so now we're, this is gonna be the, the second, our second episode during October, Halloween month. Last week we talked about the Highgate vampire, vampires and stuff. This week we're gonna get into some other sort of, uh, uh, what's, what would you, what would you call it? Like, you know, your standard Hollywood, maybe Hollywood sort of movie monsters, Halloween monsters. So we're going to be getting in a little bit of that, but first of all, as always, how was your week, Shane? Uh, my week was uh, fairly interesting, the job and all, and mm-hmm. had a woman lose her shit oh. while she was in a parking lot across the street, mm-hmm. Okay, and she was losing her shit for a good 45 minutes, hour. Yeah, comes walking over like as soon as she hit the parking lot, totally composed. <laughs> <laughs> and she came up and she's like, "You got some nachos?" And I was like, "Yeah, we got nachos inside." <laughs> and my coworker, my coworker was like, "She said matches." I was all, "Oh, I was like, I don't have matches, but you're kind of crazy." I have an extra lighter in my pocket. Here you go. No problem. Yeah. Just take it, take it, go. Just take it and go. Basically, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And she's like, thank you very much, sir. As soon as her feet left the parking lot and hit the sidewalk, she went back into the, get off me. (laughs) <laughs> there's nobody on you um well at least she kept that you know past the boundaries of your work she didn't, she didn't bring that crazy to inside not, so that's I, and i truly appreciate <laughs> oh our hometown her manners our hometown so good because I, I think it was on facebook a uh, friend, friend who works in the university area the other day was talking about hey watch out for the uh Samurai sword wielding maniac down off of uh, Vassar Street. Oh <laughs> shit! <day>. What? <laughs> yeah. So should I take my Kill Bill <laughs> samurai sword to work tonight? Maybe I don't know. I'll say no. It's not a sword. It's a cane. <laughs> I'm old and my knees hurt. <laughs> yep. But I remember seeing that and being like, "Yep, that's our hometown." Samurai sword wielding maniac. I've been calling it Alba crazy since <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> At least you weren't, you know, like attacked or no. any of that stuff. So that's always good news every time we do this. <laughs> always <laughs> good when I'm not attacked <laughs> yeah. by a whack, uh, an axe wielding <laughs> psychopath. The fact, yeah, the, fa- no. the fact that we have to get that out of the way at the top of every episode, like, oh, is what you're going to attack Shane? Or no, not this we... week. <coughs> so. but it was that, and me and the, the future missus mm-hmm. went out and 
commuted with nature. Right. A little more uh, scouting. A little more scouting. Possible locations. For your impending nuptials. For the impending nuptials. That's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, 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 it's truth and it's, you know, yeah. it's a good thing. But then it also has a little bit of an ominous tone to it. Impending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, <laughs> we were joking about it yesterday. Well, let me rephrase that. I was joking about it yesterday. And <laughs> I was like, oh shit, are we planning a fucking wedding? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's <laughs> mentally putting you in the doghouse. Oh yeah. You know, she was totally like, oh no, yeah, yeah, no, no, Let's, this shit's on lockdown, son. We just got to find a place to do it. But we keep getting disappointed because we want to do it out in nature. And as I said before, early 90s rap video. Sure. And she goes, no, Subaru commercial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, and, and, and not to make light of your struggle... In finding a place, but also to absolutely make light of your struggle in finding a place, because um, you want to do it in nature, you want to do it in beautiful outdoor kind of thing, which I absolutely understand, I absolutely appreciate, I think it's going to be great, but then you also like, I know you're having a little bit of difficulty finding a place because they tend to be, they're going to be closed at the time or whatever, and that's also due to the fact that you guys are going to do this in the dead of winter. <laughs> so you're gonna have no, an outdoor no, wedding. No, 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 hold on. I'm gonna say one thing right now, and I want it on digital record to live forever okay. on the internet. Yeah. Fuck Park Ranger Randy. <laughs> he said no without actually saying no. Right. So we have to check out all these other places. Yeah. So what we did is we found another place. We're like, oh, it's even better right. than the first place. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And then it's like in fine print on the, like, we're leaving the place and she's checking yeah. <laughs> the site. And, like, in super tiny print, it's like, oh, yeah. We can't do that um, because it's closed. Like, we totally fell in love with this place. Right. You know, out in nature, it had horseshoes. Horseshoes. Okay. Stocked with horseshoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that they were, the horseshoes were sitting right there. Right. It wasn't like, oh, we just made a, you know, horseshoe yeah. pit. Yeah, no, you could just... You could I'm have, getting all excited. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have to practice my technique so I can get up on it. Right, right. But now you might have, now you might have to settle on, like, cornhole or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are trying to do the most simplest wedding ever. Uh-huh. We just want some nature involved in it. Sure. I'm like, you know, at this rate... We're going to go right down the street, get married at the freaking park, so there's some trees in the background, 
And then we'll come back to the house and everybody can have soup. Yeah. Well, no, that's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Look, it's like I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to your wedding. I think it's going to be fun. Like it's going to be a good time. And seeing, seeing, you know, two people that I care very much about declare their love for each other and commitment and all that stuff. Like that's beautiful. And that's because you to get it. to put your name on the document, son. Because, yeah, because that's right. Chris L. Dillon is going to be my reverend. That's right. I'm officiating this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that. You know, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. You know, I've done weddings before, and, you know, it's it's a thing I do on the side. Um, but at the same time, I just have to mention, like, I, you know, I, I hear about these problems that you're having and finding out later that they're going to be closed and stuff like that. But, and, and I feel your pain. But at the same time, I also understand why, because I don't want, I don't want to go to your wedding and then afterward become the subject of an episode of I Shouldn't Be Alive. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so we came for the, we came for this wedding, and then all of that's when the blizzard came, and all of us were stuck on top of the mountain, and we had to we had to find shelter under the American flag and drape it over us to keep the snow at bay or whatever. You know what I mean? Like for three for three well, days, totally, I look, laid in I laid in a frozen pit of mud with an American flag draped over me. I am a military trained <laughs> combat medic. We'll totally all get naked and huddle Mm. under that American flag Mm. so we retain the body heat. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if this is maybe your guys' plan all along. Mm. Ah. (laughs) So first we're going to have a wedding, Mm. then we're going to have a party. (laughs) Then the fun really starts. (laughs) But, But, so... So we headed from that. It was a, a place south. Okay. Okay. Sure. In the quote-unquote Manzanos, mm-hmm. not the quote-unquote Sandias. Right. Whatever the fuck. It's the same goddamn mountain chain as the Andes <laughs> all the way to the fucking Rockies. Okay, people? <laughs> just call it one fucking thing. Can we do that at least? You know what I just call them? The mountains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were in the mountains? <laughs> I was in the mountains. Fair enough. That's all the information no, I need. No, and, and like the shitty thing is, is like you can't get up there into the altitude. And we're already at altitude. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we're broadcasting from a mile high stadium. Well, not mile high stadium, but, you know. Uh, the, 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 the mile high spooky world headquarters. Is, is a mile high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get up there, and I just start yawning non-freaking-stop. Because, yes, I'm a smoker. Yeah. Yes, I don't do cardio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not exactly... They don't go together very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting up to the... So, we start, you know... Oh, we find out this place is going to be closed when we want to get married, so... She's like, we're already up here. Let's go check out some other places up here. Sure. I'm like, absolutely, baby. That is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So we start heading north. Mm-hmm. And we start going up the peak. Mm-hmm. I am yawning non-stop. <laughs> and, and my ears are fucking up. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, can we pop, please? Yeah. And so, found a place. And it's called, it's a place up on, on the peak that's known as the Snowplay area. I'm like, okay, well, if it's called Snowplay, then you can't be pulling some kind of shit out of your ass, Park Ranger fucking Randy, right. um, that it's closed. Because you because just gotta, gotta play in the snow. It's snow play. Exactly. This one is second on the list <laughs> as it stands. Well, at least it's you know. At least you've got you've at least you've got some options. Paring it down, figuring it out. So that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like the places I wanted to go. They're all closed because of bear activity, and they're like, <laughs> and it's like all oh, we're closed. To November 30th. I'm like, I'm trying to get married on December 2nd, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's still things sure. on the menu. Yeah. Anyhow, how was your week? <laughs> pretty pretty good. Pretty, for the most part, yeah, pretty good. Um, I had to... In a in a non criminal related sort of <laughs> thing, like I had I had to spend a little bit of time at the local courthouse. I had an appointment that I had to go to, and uh, which you know it was just like supposed to be like an hour and a half sort of thing. I was like, oh, I just got to get this over with. But it worked out pretty good for me because about ten minutes of being there, all the power went out in the building, and the fire marshal evacuated the courthouse for the day and the people kind of running the deal that i was there for were basically like you know what don't even bother like rescheduling to come back we're just gonna go ahead and say you were here i was like hey, thanks guys you just saved me like two dollars in parking and i got the rest of my afternoon i'm gonna go get a water burger nice they have a chorizo burger going yes on right i've heard now? tell of this and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to try that out. I'm 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 a I'm a creature of habit, and when I tend when I find something at a restaurant that I like, I tend to stick with that. I don't want to deviate. And uh, for years, so you know, a Whataburger is a good burger. Like I know it's kind of a regional thing; it's not all over the United States. So wherever you're at, you might not have Whataburger mm-hmm. spelled "What a Burger" because that's their slogan. What a burger! But we call it Whataburger. I guess it rolls off the tongue better. Anyway, delicious, delicious hamburgers. And I used to just go get a Whataburger with some cheese on it. But then I discovered a few years back that they also sell a, like a chicken strip box. Oh, yeah. That yeah. comes with that white country gravy. Yeah, that was my ex's, like, thing of choice. I would have to sit in a 24-hour line yeah. of Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, because they're 24 hours. Yeah, I have to sit there forever for them to make it. But yeah, yeah. Please. But they're fucking delicious, man. Like, the, and especially, like, you know, we you live get in... that big slab of freaking toast. Yeah, you get a big old, some Texas toast, all buttery and good. But, uh, yeah, and I don't know, it's like, we live in the Southwest. Country gravy is not a rare thing in fact it's just it it flows like the rio grande around here um but for whatever reason whataburger has the best country gravy and i want to slather it all over all my food like i wish they would bottle it so i could just buy it and have a bottle of it in my house and then just like dip all of my food 
Like, I'm a dipper. That's what I do. What's, what does that mean? A burger? Dip it in the country gravy. What you All eat there? It. I'm trying to eat healthy, but here I have some broccoli. I'm going to dip it in some Whataburger gravy. Yeah. Exactly. And then also, speaking of food stuff, thanks to you, my life has changed. <laughs> oh, Holy God, shit. what did I do? <laughs> so I was on, I was, I was on the internets, and I came across a thing about, because people like to post all the crazy uh, like flavors that people are putting out of Oreos. Mm-hmm. And I saw one, and people were like falling all over themselves about it. They're like, Oreo was putting out cookie butter Oreos. And I'm like, what the fuck is cookie butter? So, and I think it was actually when we recorded the last podcast, like sometime before or after we had this discussion. I'm like, have you ever had cookie butter? Like, what is this? This sounds insane. And you're like, you haven't had cookie butter? You better go get yourself some right now today. And so I did. I took your advice. And I went down to Trader Joe's and I got a jar of cookie butter. And, um, yeah, like the world makes a little bit more sense now. <laughs> Stuff is amazing. How does it – what? And I think I was telling you this before we started recording, and but it's absolutely true. So I just happened to also look in the cabinet one day. I was just comparing – uh, the cookie butter nutrition values to the jar of peanut butter that I also had in the, cause I, cause I, I, I in a moment of weakness, I made a cookie butter and strawberry preserve sandwich, a PB and J, but with cookie butter. And I was like, oh, oh, my is that a CB and J? I guess <laughs> CB and J. C- it's a C- thing. Oh, trademark, trademark, nice. trademark, CB C- and J. CB and CB and P. Peanut, cookie butter and preserves. It's high class. High class. High class. Yeah. But, um, no, I took, I took a bite of that, and then I was uh, transported to a world that I believe only exists in John Lennon's mind, where just it was just nothing but peace and love and good, good things, it's, rainbows and puppies. Puppies hugging kittens. It's like a unicorn shit in your mouth. Yeah, it's it was just amazing. And um, but then and I was shout looking, out to John Lennon. Um, I yeah. know he's a huge influence on you. Giant influence. And he just had his birthday, yeah. right? Yeah, he would have been seventy-seven yesterday. Damn, twer- twer- he's still oh, alive. Crap, we're old. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking yesterday. I was thinking yesterday. I was like, you know, I wonder what the world would be like. If we had a 77-year-old John Lennon still around. I mean, I have no real proof of this, but I imagine it would just be a better world <laughs> than the one we live in today. But that's besides the point. I, I like I, the idea of a 77-year-old John Lennon, like, left New York, decided to do the rural thing. He come, he come and, to live in Santa Fe? <laughs> <laughs> God, no, please. <laughs> So he got he got real deep into turquoise for some reason. <laughs> turquoise and failed artists from the coasts. Uh, Where's John Lennon at? I don't know. He's in a shack somewhere melting silver. No, that's that's what I that's what I'd like to think of is that uh seventy seven year old John Lennon would live in some like nondescript suburb somewhere. Right. And he was like throwing, you know, rocks at kids, <laughs> yelling them, uh, yelling at them to get off his lawn. Because I mean, you think about it: Liverpool, London, 
New York, hugely urban environments. I think it would be hilarious for John Lennon to be in the suburbs. <laughs> be like, what in the effing F is going on? But anyway, to figure out how to finish my thing is back to the cookie butter. So I, 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 I made a comparison on the nutritional values of cookie butter versus regular peanut butter. Because when I was eating, you know, once I, once reality started setting back in as I was eating the sandwich and I realized that I was still in this horrible world, uh, <laughs> I, I, I became, I became like a, a, a late middle-aged lady in a chocolate commercial. And I'm like, it's just, this sandwich is, it's sinful. It's delectable, but it's sinful. Right? Decadent. Yeah, decadent. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, how much damage did I just do to myself making this sandwich? Because I wasn't sure if, like, that was something that was, like, an intent for this product to do something like that. It was just a crazy thing that I was like, this just sounds like the best thing to do. So I'm looking at the – and I was was surprised in this comparison to find that if you take away the fact – okay, so peanut butter has peanuts in it. So by virtue of having peanuts in it, it's going to have protein. Yeah. Which is great. And cookies just don't, you know, they're not known for having, being chock full what? of protein. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What? I didn't really know that either. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the cookie butter doesn't have the protein content. So, let's just leave that out of the equation. Okay. But, as far as everything else goes, when you look at sugars, you look at trans fats, regular fats, all this kind of stuff, they're actually pretty much comparable. And, in fact, cookie butter has less of the fat content and just, like, a minute amount more of sugar content. And that led me to conclude that I don't understand why everyone on this planet has just thrown all their peanut butter in the trash and started just making everything with cookie butter. Well, what you should do to keep a nutritional balance here Mm -hmm. is you take a handful of peanuts Mm -hmm. or a spoonful of peanut butter, eat that while you make your cookie butter and strawberry preserve sandwich that could be an option or another thing i could do and this is actually a habit that i picked up when i was a kid because i was always just whenever like my family you know when i was in elementary school and they sent me to school with a lunch and then they put like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my lunch by the time lunch rolled around it always disgusted me whenever the sandwich had that thing where it was like the jelly would sort of soak into the bread yeah on the one side so you mm. had this like circle of jelly goo jelly bread goo on one side Mm -hmm. of here so in order to kind of mitigate those circumstances i started whenever i make a peanut butter jelly sandwich i peanut butter both sides of the bread and then put the jelly in the middle as kind of a barrier to protect the bread you are an absolute savant sir thank you thank you (laughs) i've always felt that it was you know the best way to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich but Based off of what you're saying, is maybe I could on one bread, one piece of bread, put a layer of cookie butter, and then the other piece of bread put a layer of peanut butter, and then put the jelly in the middle and make the sandwich that way. And so that way I can get more protein. And still have the deliciousness of cookie butter. But in reality, what's probably going to I totally said is, that, even though I didn't. But I totally <laughs> said that. But because I'm probably, you know, uh, I have uh, very little willpower in my life, I'll probably just go wildly in the other direction 
and be like, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make peanut butter cookies. But instead of peanut butter, I'm going to put cookie butter in it. I'm going to put cookie butter cookies. Holy shit. I'm going to put. You, you might just have started a thing just yeah. there. Yeah. Just now. Cookie butter cookies. Shaped like dicks. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shaped like a dick or a big middle finger. Whatever right. you want to. No, whatever you want to put in your they'll mouth. Be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be cookie butter dicker doodles. <laughs> See, and the thing is that peanut butter cookies are my second favorite cookie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair well, enough. no. Well, no. 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 Like if they're properly made. Yeah. So the future misses, as sure. you know, is a baker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she likes it when it's at like at the perfection, whatever. Sure. She's baking. Yeah. She's she's yeah. She's yeah. A perfectionist on this stuff. But no but, no burnt ass peanut butter cookies coming out of that kitchen. Unless I specifically request it, because okay. that's what I actually specifically request. Well, this chewy cookies everything. are the work of the devil. This changes everything. I didn't know you were a savage. Burnt peanut butter cookies? You prefer to put them in your mouth? Not burnt, but crisp. 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 Okay, crisp. Okay, I could deal with crisp. Yeah. I'm but I've just found I found that most people who are like, you know what, I'm gonna make some peanut butter cookies. They burn the shit out of those things, at least the bottoms of it. And I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to spend time that I could be stuffing cookies in my mouth, fucking scraping them with the, the other end of a fucking butter knife, like a piece of burnt toast, trying to get the the, <laughs> the black <laughs> off my cookie before I dunk it. <laughs> I hate chewy cookies. That's hate them. Uh, hate. Them, that makes no sense to me. But okay, you know this is America. You're allowed to be wrong. You know why? Because when I dunk my cookie into the milk, I want to be able to pull that cookie out and then enjoy the dairy and the cookie deliciousness of it. You can't do that with a chewy cookie. You You dump it in there and it. Fucking falls all apart. Nope. Mm-mm. You can you can find you can find the balance of chewy to crisp, where they still have some malleability to them, but you can still dunk them mm. shits. I'm telling you, the future misses gives me a dirty look when I'm like, oh, no, these cookies are perfect. However, I prefer. <laughs> yeah, and her dirty look. Is, her dirty look is valid. Oh man. Oh man. I didn't know we were going to get into a cookie fight on this episode. But no, no, no. Like you know, you go to get it, Chips Ahoy. Some people prefer the red bag. I prefer the blue bag. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. I want my my cookies firm. More, more, more chewy ass cookies for me. That's cool. That's yeah. Works see, for me. and that's how you have to look. And that's at what it. I'm gonna do. And that's what I'm gonna do is because at some point, because a, a, a cold, a cold front has moved in. I have, I have embraced my aging punk rocker, and I'm sitting here in my my fleece cardigan because it's cold as fuck in New Mexico right now. <laughs> and what when the, that means is is the season of eggnog. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get me a thing of eggnog, and then I'm gonna make my cookie butter dicker doodles, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna dunk them in eggnog. By a roaring fire, <laughs> and then seeing carols about chestnuts or some shit. 
Eggnog. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my that was kind of my week. It was just my whole life was changed by a jar of cookie butter. Um, did some watching, did some watching of some some shows and things. I uh, I, I think I'm going to have to impose a new rule on myself um, for the nights before we record the podcast. And the rule sh- will be that I'm not allowed to start a new TV show before the night before because that's, that's a pretty that's a pretty reasonable rule i think it's pretty reasonable think, yeah because I, I think that's something you can stick to i hope you know? no probably not it's not like we'll... the squat challenge or anything <laughs> yeah. but no, it was just because you know i i get this idea in my head i'm like you know i need to get to bed a little early because we've got the podcast to do and i'm like you know i haven't seen the show so it looks interesting i'll put on the pilot and fall asleep to the pilot you know that sort of thing that's a, just a bad idea it's like last night I've been meaning to watch Vice Principles on HBO, which I've heard good things about, but for whatever reason I haven't watched. And I only heard, actually just heard of maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, ah, Danny McBride, Walton Goggins, let's do this. So I was like, I'll just throw on the first episode as I'm going to sleep. It'll be a nice little evening. And then it's like six episodes later. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I really need to get to bed. Like, I didn't realize I tied off before I shot yeah. up. Yeah, because that show... I did. <laughs> We were talking about Big Mouth last week, and Big Mouth's yeah. a funny show. Uh, Vice Principals is a goddamn riot. <laughs> Holy shit, I haven't laughed that hard at a TV show in a while. And so I'm only like five or six episodes in, and I'm, I actually cannot wait to get back and keep you're watching all, this show. You're all, fuck you, laughter, keeping me up all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making me be happy, <laughs> you dick face show <laughs> jerks. Yeah. So, and before before I watch Vice Principals, so I'm gonna give that recommendation now. Go watch Vice Principals if you have access to the HBO, because holy shit, holy shit, that show is great. But before that, the plan was the actual the full plan was go home, relax, do the things I need to do to relax, then watch the new trailer for the new Star Wars movie which dropped yesterday. Holy shit. And then watch Vice Principals and go to bed. And you made me watch that right before we went on I podcast abs- here. I absolutely did. And holy shit balls. The Last Jedi, my friend. That's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming real soon. And I couldn't be more excited. Because mm. uh, So if you're listening to the podcast right now and you haven't seen the trailer for The Last Jedi... Either skip forward at some to whatever we're done talking about it, or go just just go just pause the podcast, go to YouTube and watch the trailer real quick. Don't Cause pause we're gonna us because we're going to talk about it. Don't pause for us. a second. <laughs> Don't pause us. I, you know, I'll allow a pause for Star Wars. <laughs> okay, all right. Because we know your hatred of Star Trek. Yeah, fuck Star Trek. Um, so, but he's literally doing a cartwheel right now. Over the trailer of Star Wars. Yeah, li- literally. We paused this thing like four times so we could do looks, cartwheels. It looks good. No, because the whole thing is, is that I think, I think I could speak for most Star Wars fans that, well, although we're in very much enjoying the quality of Star Wars right now, there's still kind of a hold of like. In in the the time preceding a new movie coming out, there's this there's there's always going to be the seed of doubt. Like, oh, is this going to be the one where they jump the fucking shark and it all becomes bad again? 
or like yeah, like are are we in a are we in a Star Wars bubble right now? And when is it going to burst? Yeah, if we are, I I hope that the Star Wars bubble never bursts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I'm with you on that. I'm like, okay, when are they going to shit the bed? Yeah, when are they going to put out the trailer when like Jar Jar Binks shows up? You're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> ah, fucking this guy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. and fuck your internet theories about fucking Jar Jar being a fucking Jedi. Jar Jar was a fucking, ugh. He was, he was, he was a device to sell toys. And you know, mm-hmm. to be, and I've said this before, and I know people don't agree with me, but when they re-released Phantom Menace in 3D a few years back in the theaters, I went and I saw it, and to be honest with you, I actually quite enjoyed Jar Jar in the movie as well. He was he was there for kid comic relief, and I think I he understand. achieved that. At least in the Phantom Menace, he did. I mean, he was barely in the other movies. I but. understand why he was there, but yeah. I think he just had too much of a presence. Sure, absolutely. I agree with you on that. But I did, I did. There were things about him that I did enjoy. But this trailer dropped yesterday. The Last Jedi. We got a little more information now, and goddamn, that looks good. Looks real good. Mm. Looks real good. Oh no! And it makes me, and it actually makes me wonder because obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of theories going around, a lot of ideas of what might be happening in uh, in the Star Wars story right now. And it makes me wonder about one in particular. Uh, and I'm like, hmm, maybe there's a little bit of truth to this uh, because the, the the theory is that. Um, ben, the predominant theory. Well, I don't know if it's predominant, but people have speculated that uh, that Ben Kylo Ren is actually not a bad guy, and that he is has essentially infiltrated the dark side oh, in order to snap. sort of destroy it from within. Um, and there's been like I've seen like full breakdowns on YouTube, like showing the scene of when. He, uh, if, a spoiler, if you haven't seen Star Wars, but, you know, or the la- uh, uh, what was the first, what was this movie called? The Force Awakens? If you haven't seen The Force Awakens, what the fuck is your problem? I'm sorry we but, waited know, two cover, years for this. Covering uh, cover our asses. So when, you know, when he, uh, when he, he kills Han Solo, people have speculated that it actually wasn't him. Like, he didn't actually kill Han Solo. That Han Solo kind of killed himself in that because in the scene, and I don't remember the exact same things that they say, but they kind of have an exchange. And uh, Han is like, uh, uh, Kylo's got his lightsaber, uh, the hilt anyway. It's not turned mm. on, and he's got it there. And uh, Han Solo's got his hand over Kylo's hand, and they're kind of having a discussion. And he's like, Kylo says something along the lines of like, I, I don't think I'm strong enough, or something like that. And then the lightsaber turns on, Han Solo gets skewered. And then falls off, and then Kylo says, thank you. And then Chewie loses his shit. And Chewie loses his shit. But so the, th- the theory is, is that he's, that, that it was, he was basically saying, like, this is, this is something that I have to do to, to continue this infiltration, mm-hmm. to, like, show Snoke that I'm, you know, all in and all this stuff. But I'm not strong enough to kill my own father. And then that's when Han turns on the lightsaber himself and kills himself to give Ben that opportunity. And that's why Ben says, thank you, at the end. Because he's like, he's, you sacrificed yourself so that I can continue this mission. 
to like fully embrace the dark side to get in on this kind of thing. Um, which I've always found, I don't, you know, I don't know how true this is obviously, but I found it, I found it compelling, this idea. And then, so in this, in this trailer that's just come out, there's, um, you know, this whole bit near the end where it's, uh, Ray is talking about how she needs someone to kind of, to, to show her, you know, the way, like her, you know, show her her potential. And it kind of, it, 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 it alludes to that, but she might be talking to Kylo Ren and then he, you know, he like holds his hand out to her at the end of the trailer. And that made me wonder, I'm like, well, maybe that's, that's part of it is he's like maybe revealing now to Ray that he's not a bad dude that he's, you know, he's either like, that. And, I, oh, I gotta be this dickhead because there's a greater good that needs to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if that's not specifically the case, I wonder if maybe it's a situation where, Kylo is redeemable. I mean, if he is in fact like currently part of the dark side and he did kill his father and all that sort of thing, but they've always sort of, I mean, in, even in the force awakens, there was this kind of feeling that he, there's, he's not all the way there. Like he's oh, there's, the same as there's, Darth Vader. Yeah, he still has this goodness in him. And I'm wondering if he has, if he'll end up having a similar arc to where he'll, he'll find his redemption and find his way back to the light. Huh. So I don't know. I mean, because I know that I know that uh, uh, you know Lucas doesn't have anything to do with it anymore. But Thank one of the, God. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that he he you know, and you can find old footage of him talking about, like when he was making the prequels, is that he he always considered the story of Star Wars to be kind of like a rhyming verse. That there's there's a rhyme to it, and the rhyme is is that it's like these. Um, it's like it's it's circular, and which I could see in this situation because it was like Anakin, you know, starts off being trained as a Jedi, goes to the dark side, then gets himself redeemed, and that could be the same thing with Kylo, where he, you know, goes to the dark side, gets redeemed, and all this. He's just, you know he's the raw, you know, as Mark Hamill says in the trailer, the raw power. I've seen this raw power before. You know, he's referring to to Kylo Ren. When he tells that to Ray, and that's why you know, and and I'm thinking if it is the case that he's like this agent, you know, infiltrating, I, I don't think anybody really knows about it. Maybe Han Solo did, but he's kept everybody kind of in the dark. So, uh, you know, everyone believes that he is he has become this evil sort of thing, including Luke, who trained him, and that's part of Luke's whole deal because he's like, oh, I fucked up and created this monster, but in reality. You know, either he's going to be redeemed or he's undercover. I don't know. We'll see. But it's compelling. It's interesting to me. <laughs> These are the and things we're that all I think We're all chomping at the bit. Yeah. Well, because no, like, you know what? This like, you know how I am with you know how I am with movies, and it's like I've got so many movies I have to go see mm-hmm. in the upcoming months. We got Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I also have Pitch Perfect 3. I said it. Sure. No, Shut fair up. enough. Shut up. Anna Kendrick. No, I. you know what? I like the Pitch Perfect movies too. So I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm comfortable with myself enough to say it. Which them fucking them movies are entertaining and as shit. And Star Wars. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and for me, it's like this Christmas is truly going to be Christmas for me because <laughs> in the theater we've got we got the new Star Wars coming out, and then now they, they've also started this whole thing where every year they show the the Doctor Who Christmas special theatrically. So this Christmas, I get to go oh. see Doctor Who and Star Wars in the theater. <laughs> like I yeah. will get bandages because. Your dorkiness may make your head explode. That's gonna be crazy. And and I've got medical training. I'm on it. <laughs> and not only and on top of that and on top of that, it's a doctor transition episode. What? We're, we're losing. We're losing twelve, and we're getting thirteen. What? Holy shit! Oh on wait, Christmas. 13? Christmas day. Thirteen. Yeah. Wait, thirteenth doctor. Yeah. Oh, is that the one you're crushing all over? Super yeah. fanboy style. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's like I said before. It's fine. Finally, male heterosexual male males Doctor Who fans get a doctor that we can crush on and be secretly in love with. This is the first time we've been able to do this since David Tennant. It's been years that you can masturbate to without feeling weird. <laughs> Exactly right. This is no. There's no shame. There's no shame in loving David Tennant. <laughs> but it is the holiday season. Yes. Yeah. The uh, kind of the kickoff. Um, I had I had to scrape frost off my windshield today driving over here. What? It's oh, weird. I'm so happy. <laughs> so so happy. No, I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it too. As I said, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm oh, sitting here it? in my my fleece cardigan with a thermal shirt under it. I'm all toasty. Oh, is it fall? It is. I'm so fall. happy. It is indeed. I'm fall. so happy about and it's, fall. And, and bringing it back to the top of this because it's cold as fuck right now at the beginning of October. So I fully intend. I fully expect that we're going to have. Some situation on December second when we're in the wild, getting you married. <laughs> like I said, man, it's a laid back thing. I got the rev getting ready to get me married, and I'm just, I'm just hoping it's not going to turn into a Guns N' Roses video. No, think of it like more of an Onyx video from the early '90s. <laughs> Or the, like those super commercials right. that are on right now. And what was that? What was that Guns N' Roses song? They had the video where November it was, Rain. November Rain. Yeah, see that's what I'm not When it just starts raining real hard during their wedding, and then everybody yeah. dies for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it acid rain? <laughs> <laughs> why did pollution. she die? Why did she die? <laughs> because of pollution. That's why. I guess, yeah, they probably filmed it in L.A. or something. <laughs> L.A., early 90s. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. She wasn't hit by a straight bullet. Then she got killed by the smog. <laughs> a, straight, a, straight, a straight bullet fired from a police officer's gun. Well, the last time I was in L.A., it was like the morning... Mm-hmm. It's like cloudy as shit, and you're like, oh, all right. And those clouds, or is that smog? <laughs> Why is the sky the color of cartoon vomit? <laughs> right? <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? 
fuck is happening here? It's not so bad anymore. I mean, it's still bad. And then, like, the the nature of L.A. Is, is nice, too. Whenever I'm in L.A., I like to stay. There's a Best Western in Compton down the street <laughs> from the Chicken Wa- Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles that oh. I like to stay at. So when I, I need to, you gotta keep that. You gotta keep that in walking distance. Yeah, you just have to. You never know when you need when you're gonna need that in your life, especially when you're in L.A. Is when you live here in Albuquerque. I mean, we have we have Frank's Frank's famous chicken and waffles, which is a del- delicious place, and it has a nice atmosphere. But it's not Roscoe's. Yeah. So while Frank's is good, I mean, it's not n- any Roscoe's. So yeah. If you're going to L.A., definitely you want to stay at a place. I like but people go people go to California and they're like I'm gonna go get me an In-N-Out burger and I say that's fine you enjoy yourself I'm gonna be in Compton eating Roscoe's. No, no. Well, while I do enjoy an In-N-Out burger, hmm? you know, their a, fries are shit. True. Just for the record, their burgers are good. They're good. I mean, they're yeah, they're, they're good. Right. They're right. You know, but see, like. With me being a kid growing up, and the majority of our TV stations mm-hmm. um, came from California yeah. into Arizona. You remember the jingle? In and out. In I don't. And I don't. Out. I, I, I didn't spend any of my childhood around it. In and out. Yeah. I was here in Albuquerque, where we have Griffs and we have Blakes and we have Rexes. And if you grew up in that scenario, you can give a fuck about in and out. Yeah, no, no, just <laughs> Griff's. Oh, give me that monster burger with green chili, baby. That's right. And by the time they hand it to you, the the wrapper is just translucent. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could wear them like glasses. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <It's just> clear. <laughs> like you bite into it, and you're like, "Oh, I hate myself. I love myself." Yeah. As 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 the, the juicy goodness runs oh, yeah. down and starts dripping off yeah. your elbow, yeah. yeah. Oh, For me, amazing. is Griff's is number one, mm-hmm. Blake's number two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Rex is number three. Yeah. Um, mine's mine's. I haven't a had a Burger Boy yet, which is up in the mountains. I've never had one of those, but. People will actually drive from here to there to get it, and I'm right. like, uh, same with like uh, I we want have a- Good Boy or whatever the one is over here because they have an Egg Foo Young. Oh, Lucky Boy, burger. Lucky Boy, Lucky Boy. That's it. That's a place that I've in the entirety of the time that I've lived in Albuquerque, which is the majority of my life. I've never been able to go there because this is a, this is a, this is a local joint. It's called Lucky Boy. It's a it's a diner slash Chinese food place. That apparently the prices are great, the food's really good, and it's run by an older couple. Who they're the only people who work there. They're very well to do, as I understand, and they just don't like working, and they like being on vacation. And so, Lucky Boy is one of those places where you have to just be you. You just have to be there at the right time for it to be. Every time I've been like, you know what, I'm going to eat a Lucky Boy, it's closed. And there's a sign on the door like, me and the missus went to Hawaii for the next four weeks. See you then. See you when we get back. You get done grocery shopping at the grocery store across the street. You're like, oh, hey. Yeah, Lucky Boy's right right across the street. Let me go over there. 
I've heard nothing but rave reviews about the place, but I've never managed to actually be there when it's open. And I have been I have been there at nine in the morning. I have been there at eleven in the morning. I've been there at two in the afternoon. Five doesn't matter. That place is fucking closed. <laughs> and apparently, there's just like a like a three minute window twice a month where they sling food out of that place. Six minutes a month. <laughs> we'll give you the best damn food you ever had. But yeah, that's that's bucket list right there. I'm I'm gonna make it to Lucky Boy when they're open. One day. Go buy a couple of canvas tents with some wood wood burning stoves. Yeah. <laughs> Camp out until they open. But that was that was my week. Pretty pretty uneventful. Most by pop culture stuff. Um, like I said, the whole thing with, uh, I mean, on the serious side, there was that whole thing with Harvey Weinstein that came out uh, last week. I think it was last week when it all kind of started. It was the thing, uh, Harvey Weinstein being the prolific producer who's been producing yeah. movies. You know, the Kevin Smith movies, he, you know, the Weinsteins. Yeah, well, no, the Weinstein company, yeah. 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 So Harvey, it came out last week. It was like a lady accused him of sexual harassment. And then uh, after she, after she made that accusation, just people like women just started coming out of the woodwork and being like, "No, this is, yeah, this is what happened to me. He did this to me." Um, and it's just been something that's been going on apparently his entire career. And uh, then when asked about it, they went to Harvey Weinstein about it, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I did that shit." Um, but then he sort of made an excuse that wasn't an excuse was he was like well you know i came up in the 60s and 70s when this kind of shit was allowed or acceptable or something something he said something like that and he's like but you know so that's why i am the way that i am but that's not an excuse but here's my excuse <laughs> um i'm giving um, you an explanation so that was kind of a bombshell that was kind of a pop culture bombshell you know he was actually ousted he's no longer a part of the weinstein company he was fired from his own company so Which, he run that with his brother? Yeah, I mean, brother. I know you're the more movie guy. Yeah, it's the Weinstein brothers. I forget what his brother's name is. But, yeah, Harvey's out. And so that's interesting. That's going to be... I'm, 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 I am glad that that monster is out. Because, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, I've been involved in the film industry for a long time. And even I have seen it. Like, the, the film industry is very slow to progress. And but they're always considered a, being the most progressive. Yeah, well, you're, I mean, you're talking about like the artists themselves, like uh, yeah. actors or directors. Stuff like, I mean, you know, and it's like stuff still comes out even with that. Like James Cameron, you know, he's a misogynistic yeah. monster. Uh, apparently, I mean, you know, it's not proven, but uh, Joss Whedon's ex-wife came out and said that he's that guy's a monster himself and. You know, he's been propped up the past few years as this, like, feminist icon. And his ex-wife pretty much came out with, yeah, he bamboozled all you guys because he's, this guy's a jerk. Um, wow. Well, and this stuff's kind of coming out. But, you know, it's like, but that whole, you know, very progressive uh, social justice kind of idea comes from, you know, actors mainly. You know, the face of Hollywood. Yeah. When, you're, when you're talking about behind the camera or, like, the business side of it. Um, the stuff that's not part of public, the, you know, totally public different. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, it's totally different. It's 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 definitely a good old boys club, it's misogynistic sort of thing. You know, I, I speak to a lot of actresses even here in Albuquerque, and they deal with that crap here too. It's it's a very you know this this sexual harassment you know quid pro quo kind of thing. Like, 
uh, oh yeah, uh, you, you want to be you want to be in my movie? Yeah, great. Like, how about we, let's do? How, how about you take a look at my script and then you know you can come over and we'll you know we'll crack a bottle of wine and read the script and you know it's it's that sort of thing and you know I. Uh, casting you know, couch. Yeah, casting couch kind of bullshit. You know, and I've never had to deal with it myself. Like because, maybe in this scene you have to wear a yeah. shirt that's more revealing so we can see your cleavage or yeah, yeah. pants that are tighter. Yeah. I mean, I've never had to deal with it myself because I'm a fat bearded person with a with a hangle between my, my legs. So nobody gives a fuck about me. Um, but no, I have heard a lot of horror stories about uh, some actress friends of mine and things uh, like that that have to deal with this sort of deal. Being and the father of two daughters, <laughs> that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know. That sort of thing is at the forefront of your mind. That yeah. are into the arts is yeah. kind of like a very. It's concerning. Concerning you know? thing. So, um, you know, on, on the main end is it's like, well, good. This guy's a fucking monster. I'm glad he's out, but I'm also interested. Like, inter- I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I'm just I'm interested to see what that, what kind of impact that's going to end up having on the movie industry as a whole, of of Harvey Weinstein no longer being a part of Hollywood. That's going to be interesting. Um, and another piece of pop culture news that I think was very much uh, passed over, but nobody really paid attention. Uh, the whole thing with Ralphie May. I don't know if you know. Who yeah, that is. yeah, Ralphie May. Yeah, yeah Ralphie May, the comedian. He died the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was talking about it. Oh, you have the Vegas shooting. Yeah. Then you have Tom Petty dying. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I can see how and you know Ralphie May. So I can. But he was hilarious, and his comedy was amazing. Yeah. He nailed it so good. My favorite thing from Ralphie May was always he's <laughs> his joke about. Uh, why you dr- quit dressing like a black man? And he's like, "Well, I'll stop dressing like a black man when you stop dra- <laughs> dressing like a fat person." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It was like you know, and I'm not, I'm not very big on the, on the, uh, like the the fat spectrum of comedy, the stand-up comedy. You know, you've got you yeah. know, Ralphie May, you have uh, Gabriel Iglesias. You know, back yeah. back in the day, it was uh, Louis Anderson. You know, all these kind of guys. And I've never been a big fan of that type of comedy. Yeah. But out of those guys, I've always felt that Ralphie May was probably the best out of yeah. all of them because oh, he was the definitely. one. He was the. One, I mean, I mean, you know, ninety nine percent of his jokes were about him being fat. But he also had that sort of edge to him that I always enjoyed because I think that. And I could be wrong on this, but I think he was part of that whole crowd with like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr, and you know, uh, yeah, Rich I'd Voss. Put him, and, no, I totally, I totally put him so, in that. Genre. Yeah, so he he has that that edge to him, uh, that part of the comedy that I that I think is really good. So that's a bummer about Ralphie May. Nobody's really yeah. talking about it. So um, everyone's all, oh, he was forty five. I'm all, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that your entire, you know, your entire life livelihood is not based around you being fat. No, as fat as possible. No, you know? thank goodness. So, I mean, that's. I mean, you know. I mean, no one's, I'd, no one's don't get me wrong. I would love to be as fat as possible. I'd be like, put gravy on that. Goddamn right. <laughs> Shit, no, yeah. No, that's no, I, I don't know about I don't know about wanting to be fat as possible. Like I'd love to live like a fat person without being a fat person. Like that would be ideal. But the thing is is like, yeah, I mean 
I don't think anybody was really surprised. It's like because when you're of that size and you've been to that size your entire life, yeah. nobody's really surprised yeah. when pneumonia takes you out when you're 45. Yeah, no, no. you know, <laughs> nobody. So, is. but it's 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 a tragedy for sure, and no. uh, that was a uh, kind of a bummer. But this is spooky, the spooky podcast, and we're not we're not here to talk about sad things. No, we're here to talk. All. We're here to talk about spooky things. We're talk, talk about spooky things, which I'm kind of trepidatious of going into now because we just talked about misogyny and stuff. But so, you a little bit. Uh, Shit. Yeah. No. Shit. No, because this uh. is your. This is what you know. We we do we do kind of a, a back and forth. Like last week, I brought the Highgate Vampire. And then, so this week, I'm coming in a little blind. You've got something to talk about, and I don't know anything about it. So if I derailed you a little bit, that wasn't intentional. No, it's okay. It's all right. But I will say this. Whatever we get into from this point forward, it's not from a point of misogyny. Both of us are active feminists. Very much so. And, and about, if I wasn't a feminist, uh, the I almost said her name. I'm trying to keep myself from saying her name on... She would put a foot so far up my ass, I wouldn't even know. She's made me even more of a feminist than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't know what's going to be said, what you're going to say, what I'm going to say from this point forward in the podcast, but I'm going to say right now (laughs) that anything that comes out of our mouths from this point forward is all in good fun. And we're not trying to be mean to anybody. Exactly. I, I already, I already know that. I, I, I have known you long enough. Yeah. I trust you that I know that whatever we're about to talk about is not mean spirited, not in a place a bad for coming from a bad place. No. So, what we're, do we got? We're, we're just. I, I want to start this off with fuck you, Park Ranger Randy. Fuck you, Park Ranger Randy. And. Fuck you, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, fuck for you. making what I'm about to go into weird. <laughs> a little less comfortable. You fucking dicks. <laughs> I hope you go. I hope you go to prison with Bill Cosby, and the two of you become not well liked. Not well liked. So I'm not gonna because I'm also not gonna make prison rape jokes either. Yeah, because that shit's not funny. I mean, it can be funny sometimes, well, but. So- <laughs> In the right context. I'm also, uh, hey, you know, Ukraine right now, I have I, I, I have a verbal spade in my hands, and I'm digging myself a fucking hole, and I understand that right now. But I'm also, I've always been of the of the mind that, as far as comedy goes, there's very little that's off limits. No. I, no, I, no. I'm, I, 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 I do agree with, with, with uh, uh, cool down times. Like... Yeah, you know, give it a minute before yeah, you let make people, a joke Let about people it. process. Yeah, let people sort yeah. of... And then, but... Joke about stuff because that's how we, as a, as people, as communities, that's how we heal. Exactly. That's how we deal with with these awful, with tragedies and, and and bad things in this world is is to laugh um, because that's the best way. To, in my opinion, that's the best way. Yes, to but deal you with. have to give it a little time to set. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, you don't eat the pie as soon as it comes out of the oven. Mm-hmm. You got to let it cool down a little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> so now that we've so, now that we've thrown mattresses all up around the wall to buffer <laughs> ourselves, what are you calling it? Spooky Toberween. Oh yeah, that. Our our uh, <laughs> the spooky <laughs> podcast holiday. 
of Spooky Toberween, Eve. So, we were, you know, we, the plan was to like touch on, you know, like traditional spooky stories. Yeah, Halloween, right, you know, traditional Halloween sort of ghosts, thing. ghouls, werewolves, yeah. vampires. Yeah. So I was going to go with ghosts. Okay. Right. And my initial idea was to go in, try to take the fanboy side of it. Okay. On. Um, oh, is it a ghost? Oh no, idiot. That's a specter. Right. Or, no, idiot. That's a phantom. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, that might fit 80% of what is a, fa- uh, a phantom, but the other 20% makes it clearly a phantasm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I was totally officially um, investigating in my paranormal studies mm-hmm. um, of obscure um, ghosts. Sure. Specters. Yeah. Phantoms. Yeah. Spooks. Spend, spend some time, <laughs> spend some time in a restricted area of the library. <laughs> where, the, where, the, where, the, where the dangerous tomes live. <laughs> so, I came across, came across this one story, and I'll get to the, to the story in a second, but, but after I came across that story, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like a succubus. Okay. Or an incubus. Right. All right? Okay. So, sex phantasms, or whatever the hell you want to call them. Oh, okay. So, we're going we're gonna to have, have a sexy... Uh, oh, no, no. Name. Oh, no. No? We're getting some boobies... We're getting some spooky boobies today, baby. Oh, oh okay. All right, let's settle in. <laughs> settle in. Settle in. Okay, well, let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question real quick. Because this is actually something I don't know. What is the difference between a succubus and an incubus? A uh, succubus is a female entity of some sort that um, causes nocturnal emissions mm. from a male. Okay, so Dan Aykroyd, Ghostbusters. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. Because I was actually going to bring that up. And yeah. <laughs> okay. When Dan Aykroyd's there, he's getting some some hot ass ghost pussy. <laughs> okay, so that's a succubus. That's a succubus. So right? an incubus. An incubus is a male version of it that does the same thing to a female. Oh, okay. See, I was always under the impression that the opposite of an incubus was a hoopa stank. <laughs> No, that was a shitty band from the 90s. Oh, oh I, I thought they were the same band. I thought they were the same band, to be honest with you. I thought they were just releasing records under a different name. You're killing me. You're killing me here. Now I just got Incubus playing in my head. I just keep derailing you. I'm sorry. Quite all right. Quite all right. Okay, so we're gonna have we're gonna have sexy booby t- uh, spooky silver <laughs> weed times. <laughs> it ain't gonna be right. as sexy as you think, but okay, we're gonna go into it. Okay, it does involve boobs. All right, so all right, spectral boobs, <laughs> spectral boobs. Okay. That's how we'll go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> even though I like spooky boobies better, <laughs> spooky boobies. <laughs> okay. Now, this is going to come from part of your heritage. Part of my heritage? Well, 
you know, in the region of your heritage. Okay. Of half of your heritage. Half, half of my heritage. Okay. This one comes from Malaysia. Okay. Close, yeah. Right. You could throw a rock. Sure. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure the tropical storms throw enough rocks as it is. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> they just, What's they just, <laughs> the tropical storms just make the country's <laughs> transfer land. <laughs> 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 like, so the Philippines, the Philippines, like, Philippines are a little bigger this year because like, no, they, like, they gained you know a quarter of <laughs> Malaysia in that last tropical no, storm. Like Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we just call it Asia? That's part of just, Asia. We're Asians now. All right. But we want to give you your own identities. No, so, we don't want know. it. We want to be Asians. <laughs> we don't want to be segregated away anymore. We achieved, we achieved the right to be called Asians back in the 90s, and that was monumental. It wasn't something that was on the news. It wasn't you know trumpeted in the newspapers or anything like that. It was just it was a subtle change in that whenever you fill out a government form and it asks you what your race is, <laughs> no longer no longer did we have to check Pacific Islander. <laughs> you got to check they, Asian. They got to they knocked out Pacific Islander and they just merged it with Asia and <laughs> and, and, and us Filipinos and Malaysians we all rejoiced. When when I was a kid. You had to fill out those boxes. Uh, we weren't known as Caucasians. Right. It was Anglo-Saxon. Right. Um, black. Uh-huh. Other. Right. Literally, those were your three choices. <laughs> and then they added in Oriental. <laughs> yeah, they started, started throwing us curveballs. I, I always checked other because I'm like I'm not Anglo-Saxon, even though I'm pale as shit. And as my mother would say, Oriental is a rug. Yes. But anyway, let's All carry right. on with some spooky movies. All right, so so we're we're in we're in Malaysia. Coming at you from Malaysia. All right, and I'm probably gonna totally. Fuck up so many pronunciations on this. That's fair. It's the Hantu T-Tech that uses their boobs to kill people. What? Yes. They use their boobs use to their kill bo- people. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, you have my attention. They have ginormous gazongas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they seek out, you know, young, virile men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like the target audience, yeah. Well, yeah, you know. One of them. So, now, what they do is they smother you uh-huh. with their ginormous ghost gazongas. <laughs> okay. And the gazongas are bigger than Triple G. So, oh, okay. You know, they're they're huge. All right. I mean... Well, that I think that goes into the realm of terrifying, to be honest with you. It does. So... Now, you know, and to be fair, like, you know, anybody, you know, if there's any of our female listeners out there that have that size... Like, I'm not saying anything bad about you. I'm just saying I would be terrified if a ghost 
were to materialize <laughs> with those measurements. Now, I, I guess these are just, from my research, these are just, like, free-roaming... Okay, so they're not like they're not like tethered to like a, a house or a yeah object or anything. They could be you could, they could you could encounter one anywhere, anywhere. Okay, you can just be a virile young man walking down the street late at night. Just free range spooky boobies. You could have been a gentleman all night, right? And be like, I took her to dinner. We had a great conversation. I took her home. She kissed me on the cheek, and now I'm going to walk home, and then... <laughs> You're having the inner, like, Vic Vega monologue in your head. You're standing in front of the mirror, like, you're, you're going to be respectful. You're going to, you know, you're going to say goodnight. You're going to go home. No, you are you're going to jerk off. You're going to go to bed. That's what you're yeah, going to do. Yeah, you're having that conversation in your head. And you're like, oh, I was a total gentleman. Mm-hmm. I absolutely and totally respected this woman. Yep. And I'm dropping her off. And we had wonderful conversations. She was a delight. She was a delight. And I can't wait to see her again. Exactly. And so you're, that's how your night could have gone. Mm -hmm. But now you're heading home. Mm -hmm. You're kind of proud of yourself. You're like, I didn't man whore it. I wasn't a douche at all. I don't have a tribal armband three quarters around my arm Mm -hmm. because I can't do the whole under. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. back side of the arm thing because it's tender there yeah. you're a total gentleman absolutely so you're walking down the street you're going back home mm-hmm. and then here she comes she's going to get you maybe maybe it's tied to the fact that you know you were a gentleman and you're Planning to rub one out when you get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're accosted by the the Hockatitties or whatever her name is. <laughs> I mean, look, the the Hantu Tech. Oh, okay, Hantu Tech. Okay, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm American. I only speak one language. Yeah. American. Yeah. I don't even speak English. <laughs> so, you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. What a great night. Can't wait to see her again. Yeah. The sound the sound of your, your feet walking along the cobblestones. Clickety-clack. Clickety-clacking, echoing through the night. Well, it's Malaysia, so it's more like flip floppy. Yeah. Okay. On. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Let's be fair honest. Enough. And there's probably, uh, there's probably not cobblestones, <laughs> but I don't know. Whenever I think, whenever I, the, I think it's just a thing. Whenever I think of uh, spooky things, ghosts, vampires, werewolves, whatever, I just I don't know why I. No matter what region of the world it's in, I just picture everyone dressed in like Victorian English garb. <laughs> Because you've been brainwashed, man. I have, I have. Pop culture, the media, <laughs> the media has formed my opinions. The false news, man. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so you are now accosted by. Oh no! Hold on. Okay. It's great. 
Now, is there a description of this creature beyond oh, giant Oh, there titties? is. All right. Like, being killed by gigantic titties sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? sure. Like, I'm sure like I'm sure hey, if it's my time, that'd be a pretty good time to go. Yeah, you gotta go. Covered in giant titties, right? There's, there's preferable mm-hmm. ways to go. And people are probably conjuring up some nubile... Young nymph. Sure. With yeah. ginormous titties. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I could totally go out that way. Sure. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just go ahead and erase that from your your thought process. Okay. Because here's why. She is a haggard old lady. Hmm. Largely obese. Hmm. Okay. And her titties are on her back. Oh. <laughs> like they grow from her back? I don't know. Or does she have know. them like slung over her shoulder? I don't know. <laughs> the like official reports bags. are conflicting. Okay. All right, yeah. They don't say if they're just on her back or if she's got four titties and you know two of them are on her back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um so okay, so what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing here is that it's not it's not that it's not that middle school fantasy of a beautiful woman with giant titties comes out of nowhere and smothers me to death in the happiest death that a heterosexual male could imagine. Oh no, Mm-mm. it's this sea sea witch <laughs> emerges from the darkness mm-hmm. with her titties slung over her shoulders like feed bags, and she comes and kills me. To death. (laughs) But here's the thing. Is that. If she catches you. (laughs) Not only. Do you get suffocated by her titties. You are engulfed in them to where your body will never be found again. So I, all I can keep thinking of is that you become titty fertilizer. Be like, absor- no, it's going to feed them so I can get them bigger so I can go get the next one. So you get absorbed by the titties. Exactly. You get engulfed. You get absorbed Wow. By the titties. Is that why they're so big? Yeah. I guess I guess she's out there taking out some virile young men. Wow. And I imagine catching them wouldn't be easy if you're overweight and you're carrying those things. And I like I didn't get clarification hmm. through my investigation. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't consult the world's <laughs> foremost authority on ghost. No, things. I didn't send them an email. 
He didn't, send a, he didn't send a letter to Dan Aykroyd. He sent you back a bottle of Skull Vodka. Oh, God. Skull Vodka and Aliens. We should have incorporated him on one of the earlier episodes about the secret underground wars. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> but, yes. So, this, and I, I did. I spent so much time trying to find out more information. And I couldn't, like, what conjures it up? I mean, you know, is it is it the young man walking home and he's all, I'm totally going to rub one out tonight. And it's like some kind of weird masturbation demon or something. <laughs> she jumps out all, no, you're not. Take a look at this. No, you're not. And now you're a titty. <laughs> now you're titty fertilizer. You have become, you have become titty meat. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, like, when I first started reading about it, I was all happy. I was all, well, shit. Sweet. It's like a succubus, you know? They come in, you know, devil with a blue dress on, all, yeah. hey, I'm going to suck the life out of you. Sweet. Are you kidding me? Yes. Do that. Suck the life out of me. Wait, what? No. Oh, I meant after... I make you titty fertilizer. I was like, shit, I thought I was going to get a blowjob with like a pinky in the ass or something. (laughs) Stimulate the prostate. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so I was trying to do this and all I kept doing was jumping from folklore from one to the other. Mm. Let me just tell you, There is something wrong with Malaysia. We need to get them, like, some satellite TV or something, because they're, like, the shit I've run across Mm -hmm. in my um, super spooky uh, investigations. Yeah. When you fired fired up the the spooky computer? (laughs) There is so many... Fucked up things that come out of Malaysia. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is it's not it's it's not just Malaysia. It's, I mean, if you look at the, like all of the all of the Asias, combined, you know, it's 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 just a very different culture. I mean, because you could you could argue that you know the the Western West our our Western folklore and stuff like that is just as bizarre and crazy, just in a different yeah. way. But I mean. You know, uh, the Philippines, we've got all kinds of weird shit, too. You look at the stuff in, like, uh, you know, China and Japan. I mean, in Japan, they've got the whole the yokai thing where, like, there's just all the different ghosts. Yeah. Like, there's the umbrella ghost that, like, hops around. And I'm not sure what it does. <laughs> One of my favorite ones is actually, you know, uh, we're children of the 80s. So when Super Mario Brothers 3 came out and they had, there was the, there was the Tanuki suit that you could get. I don't know if you remember this. It was like, because you got the, you know, you had, there was, you get the leaf and you get the squirrel tail and you could fly for some reason. Yeah. But then there was the full suit, which looked like a squirrel suit and they called it the Danuki suit and you could like, um, you could press, you know, button combination and you'd turn into like a statue and then the enemies couldn't harm you or whatever. But that, the Tanuki is based off of a Japanese folklore that they, they use the Tanuki in a lot of stuff. But here in the West, we kind of downplay the fact that one of the main, uh, like attributes of the tanuki is that it has gigantic balls 
Ah. You look at representations actually in Japan, it's this squirrelish type creature that walks around on two legs, and it has just the biggest balls you've ever seen in your life. Is that like the... Never mind. I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring it up. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, and so so you talk about the Tanuki in Japan. It's like, oh, well, if you run across the Tanuki in the middle of the night and it attacks you, you're going to end up with balls in your mouth. Like, that's just, there's no way around it. It's not meaning to do that. There's just so much ball that some of it, some of it's going to end up in your mouth. <laughs> Which I'm thinking is probably a similar thing with this creature you're talking about. <laughs> there's just no way around it. She catches you. Like, Titty's going to no, touch the, you, the and if, if it has the absorbability, you're boned. The thing that, that fascinates me the most is, like, all right, I'm going to get a little X-rated here. Okay. It's like, the boobs are on her back. Okay, yeah. Okay? But, like, the front of her is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have the boobs on the back and you don't have to look... At her face, yeah, maybe her, maybe from behind she's maybe she's got really shiny, beautiful hair. I don't know. They don't go into that discussion. Well, you know, I'm, it makes me wonder. Like, because I used to work at the local co-op, which here in Albuquerque, where there's like three or four locations of it's a you mm-hmm. know farmers market kind of, not just farmers market, but it's a, it's a grocery store. It's a co-op, yeah, and uh, you know a a haven for vegetarians, vegans, healthy eaters. And assholes that don't wear shoes while they grocery shop. Yeah, yeah. But that was something that I would notice. Like, I'd be on uh, on a break or something, or I'd be walking through the store, and, you know, I just... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a red-blooded American man. You know, I can't... You know, you have... You just notice things doesn't matter how you feel about stuff. I'm walking along. I'm heading to the back to go enjoy a cigarette. There, what looks to be a beautiful woman, you know, bending down, getting her, you know, five-pound bag of quinoa or whatever. And you're like, hmm, wow, that's that's a uh, that's an attractive shape of that of that lady. And then as she sort of stands up and turns around with the quinoa in her hands, it's like she ages sixty years. It's just like she stands up and turns around. And you're like, oh, whoa, hi, Grandma. What? I th- I'm thinking that might be a similar, maybe that's a similar kind of thing. I See, like, I know you were born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can say that you were an 80s kid. Yeah. But I was coming to fruition, you know. <laughs> your formative years my formative years where we're like oh what's going on here yeah well i mean it's not and like you're that, that much older than me when, uh, no it's not i mean That's... i was born in february of 1980 so i mean it's... <laughs> yeah no 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 but i'm saying i'm saying is that like that window i'd be at the mall mm-hmm. and it was the same thing we're like oh damn you know, and it's it's not that you objectify something. <laughs> it's that, you know, you see something that's appealing to your eye. Yeah. And you do it. Yeah. Right? You're not automatically making, you know, oh, well, 
You need to make me meatloaf every Tuesday. Yeah, you're not like cat Fuck calling. Fuck Taco Tuesday. It, it, I want meatloaf yeah. Tuesday. Making a lewd comment as you walk by or anything like that. Just sort of yeah. internally, you're all, that's a, I mean, that's a beautiful woman. Yes. As you, as you walk by. But this was the 80s, and hair metal <laughs> was king. And everybody wore acid wash. Right. Yeah. And you'd be like, this dang. And then turn around, like, oh, oh. <laughs> I totally wasn't expecting you to be a dude. <laughs> Steven Tyler falls out the ceiling, starts singing. But no, and if you, you know, if if you're if you're of the younger generation, and you're in the area, if you want to see what we're talking about, it still lives on, just a few miles south of Albuquerque, and it's in, in a place called. Uh, or Lost, two places, Las Lunas and Berlin, New Mexico, uh, where it is perpetually 1986. <laughs> Forever. Like, you want to see legit acid-washed jeans, feathered hair, primer-colored early 70s Novas puttering mm, along. Fiero GTs, <laughs> Fiero GTs in, in mass. Blasting poison. Oh, man. At the red light. Jamming out to some Billy Squire. Yeah. As they're making their turn into the village inn. Yeah. If you ever want to experience that for real life, <laughs> that's where you go. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm sorry I couldn't get more information on it, but I just found that the, a, a booby specter, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <coughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a lot of artists uh, representations, artist renderings of what this is supposed to be. I'm gonna try and find some. All right, I, we'll see if we can find some, is, and we'll post yeah, it along with yeah, the, uh, the if episode. The, if this thing, if, if this thing is as rare, <laughs> God damn it, as it is portrayed as being a rare thing. That I will try to find images of it. <laughs> but, but right now, all I can picture is like that woman at Walmart when, you know, you're like, oh, I gotta go to Walmart. And you see back titties. That's all I am gonna think about now. I'd be like, oh shit! <laughs> Bitch is trying to kill me because I'm a virile young man. I'm not a young man, but still virile, for the record. (laughs) So, I guess I just want to put out a warning to everyone out there to be safe and keep your distance from when you see the woman at Walmart with back titties. (laughs) <laughs> because it may just be a ghost that is coming to kill you <laughs> don't get a chubby <laughs> well, hey, what was it what was it named again uh the name is the hold on Being polite society, and we don't write notes, so you don't hear papers flapping all the time. 
<laughs> it is the Hantu, H-A-N-T-U. Okay, Hantu. Taytag, T-E-T-E-K. <laughs> what I love about the first the first batch of research on this is all uh, commonly translated as breast ghost, <clears throat> but we're pretty but we're pretty sure that titty specter, <coughs> booby phantom, and, and gonzongular apparition. Are all just as applicable. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Oh, it's okay. So this was kind of a, kind of a short but definitely sweet <laughs> tale to continue on with Spooky Tober Wind. But I'm gonna give you just a little bit more Spooky Tober Wind before we sign off. For oh, day. sweet. And in, in I don't what might be a regular segment, um, maybe not every episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and fill fill a little bit of time with this, and kind of related, <laughs> in which I, I call this uh, 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 like a just bad creepy pasta. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of what creepy pasta is. It's something that I found out recently about from my son. Um. And basically, it's uh, you know, it's just they're poorly written, spooky stories that are proliferated on the internet. It's kind of the modern day folklore storytelling, but it all sort of happens culturally on the internet, and it comes from uh, there was sort of a, a, a an evolution of the terms in that. So people would you know in the earlier days of the internet. Someone would write a story, and then uh, someone would copy and paste that story to another website, and then that's how the story would kind of get around. And then sort of internet shorthand, or not even shorthand, but just like on the internet, you got to call shit weird shit. Mm -hmm. So people, you know, it's like you copy-pasted it, so people started calling them copypastas. I copy-pasted that story. And then, so when people started writing, quote-unquote, spooky stories (laughs) that were... Copy pastas, they became creepy pastas. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and so here I'm going to relay a a spooky creepy pasta <laughs> <laughs> entitled. Hold on, let me go. Get, let me go get the pesto and the and the Italian bread. Yeah, out of the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, out of the cafeteria because we're at the super. Headquarters. <laughs> now, this one that I'm about to read actually falls into a further subset. What of the creepy pasta? Okay, which I don't know if it actually has an actual name. Is it creepy Alfredo pasta? Maybe, maybe. Whichever is the sexiest of pastas, I'd go with Alfredo on okay. that. On, on some like <laughs> on some on some penis shaped <laughs> pasta. But it's you know pasta. it's 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 sexy creepy pasta. Okay, kind of fitting in with our theme for the day. <laughs> This one is entitled Street Fighter Succubus. <laughs> There's a disclaimer before this tale. And this disclaimer was is this creepy pasta was removed from the creepy pasta wiki 
after f- being featured in quote unquote bullshit creepy pasta story time series by Yuri Yuri off wind. Wait. <laughs> so hold on. Hold on. You have creepy pasta but then they have a subsection for bullshit creepy pasta and then you get removed. Yeah, well there's the creepy pasta wiki where they okay. where people are, are, have attempted to curate and you know get you know collect all the creepy pastas and put them together in one place. And then so someone, a user by the name of apparently Yuri Off Wind <laughs> started his own series where he was curating what he called bullshit creepy pasta story time. Uh, the story was featured in in that story time and then was later removed from the creepy pasta wiki. But as it says here, the story was recovered by a foreseeing user. <laughs> Here's the story. Oh, God. Read verbatim. Okay. Oh, God. I just need to tell this to you. To you and whoever's behind you, peeking over your shoulder. It happens, you know. What happened? I went to GameStop one day. I saw a copy of what seemed to be Street Fighter V. This is impossible, I thought. But I grabbed it anyway. I was saucing. You were what? Yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, parentheses. I censor myself so I don't look white trash. <laughs> so you use a word called saucing? Oh, wait a minute. I was saucing excited. So he was using saucing in place of fucking... Oh, uh, okay. All right. He's censoring right. himself. Well, no, good sauce will make you say fuck, so... Yeah, uh, I don't know, whatever. I, I guess I get yeah. it. When I got home, I looked at the disc. It seemed to be a PS2 disc, PlayStation 2. And so I began setting up the PS2 and noticed that there was no rating on the game's cover. In fact, it looked like it was made with a paint program. And let me just uh, let me just say right now, this is kind of a sidebar. I actually I've never read this story before. I literally just looked it up real quick, and it's just like this looks interesting. <laughs> so I, as I'm reading this, I am also I am on this uh, journey of discovery along with you, oh, our okay, listeners. Good. And you, so we're both well. going in blind. Yeah, we're going in blind on this one. All right. Anyway, I put the disc in the PS2 and began the game. The opening was Akuma staring into the night sky. He seemed sad. The stars began to move, glow, and flicker. Akumi became shocked, then angry. I think he whispered, Misatsu, but I'm not sure. (laughs) He leaped towards the stars, which were now falling towards him. The stars transformed into metal versions of Akuma with blue eyes and illuminated. They fought Akuma, who killed them one by one in one to three hits. (laughs) Each time one died, blood would spray out of where they were hit. Blood's not an unusual, uh, not a usual thing in Street Fighter games. I know that. Akuma turned around to see Ryu and other metal Akuma. <laughs> this metal Akuma held Ryu captive. Akuma freed Ryu and killed the imposter. Akuma walked away from Ryu, who was confused at this point. Then fog appeared on the screen. The title showed. I decided to go to training mode. The playable characters were Ryu, Ken, Dan, Sakura, Guy, Akuma, Hugo, and a new character named Gausaru the fuck happened to johnny cage that's more that's mortal Kombat, bro huh that's mortal Kombat. oh see i'm wondering where's chun lee guile yeah where's guile where's chun lee this is a sausage party this is a ryu ken dan dan oh, secura all right anyway. going on Something. down Something. in street fight 
I guess I guess at this point you probably realize that you need to have some knowledge of Street Fighter to follow along on this, but I don't know, Street Fighter. Anyway, <laughs> to carry on. Ryu had no bandana on his head. And had what? Blue, and had blue gloves rather than red ones. Ken's hair was short, and his gi was now dark red. What? Dan was normal, except he was seemingly depressed. Sakura's outfit was soaked in blood. But it went along... Oh, she's, I forgot she's a female character. But it went along with her demented smile. Guy seemed to have been changed greatly due to him wearing casual clothing. Akuma had no shirt, exposing a scar across his chest. Hugo was normal. He had poison on his shoulder, though. I think poison's another character. Anyway. Okay. But Gao Saru was more noticeable. I'm trying to, like, decipher right now in my head the difference between yeah. Mortal Kombat think, and Street yeah. Fighter. I'm like, Chun-Li? Yeah, Chun-Li. Yeah. Street Fighter was the more cartoony one. Mortal Kombat was the no, more... No, 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 I know. Yeah. No, no. I like, like, visually I can see it, but, like, with the characters you're saying, I'm yeah. trying to Yeah, they were kind of, I think, a little later on. You know, and I think this part of it's not as important. Okay. We're about to get into the meat of this. We're just, this is the setup. <laughs> but Gao Saru was more noticeable. He had a green gi, soaked in blood, similar to Sakura's schoolgirl outfit. He had purple, long hair, and gray gloves. What? I chose to play as Guy. The computer was a metal Akuma. I had fun brushing up my Street Fighter skills, then went on to arcade mode. Again, I chose Guy. I fought Sakura first. Guy was sitting down but got up. Sakura was giggling in a creepy way. The stage was Street Fighter Alpha's stage for Birdie. Every time Sakura leaped into the air, she'd let out a scream of malice. I beat her with little difficulty. This is literally... I'm right now literally in the same mode I am when I talk to a mechanic because I have no fucking idea what you're saying. <laughs> the guy's playing a fighting game. That's really all we read, really need okay, to Okay, no, no. I know that. I'm just saying his over-descriptions. Over yeah, yeah. No, they're fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a guy, I beat her with little difficulty. Guy's victory message was, I'm sure a straitjacket will look good on you. I chuckled at this. <laughs> the next fight was Ryu and Ken's stage from Street Fighter 2. Ryu was staring into the sky, then noticed Guy. He then said, I'm ready to fight. He spammed shurikens, little fireballs. Mm. Shuriken! <laughs> yeah. But I defeated him anyways. Guy's victory message then said, you're not ready. You're only eager. <laughs> then I had to fight Dan, who resided in a new desert stage. He was bald. Dan? Up. Yeah, Dan. Okay. So, All right. There's a little backstory to that guy. You guys, you guys can look it up. I'll tell you about it later. It's pretty interesting. But I'm going to leave it out for right now. He was balled up and crying. And when he saw a guy, he said, leave me be. The fight began. But Dan was still balled up, continuing to cry. I low kicked him. And he was now rolling around, screaming in pain. The fight ended. The guy then said, let's not torture him. He's depressed enough already. Ken was the next opponent, and we fought in his stage from Street Fighter Alpha 2. Ken was adjusting his belt, then said with a voice like Goku's, Let's get this over with. He struck first, but I countered him with a throw. He fell through the floor, which broke, and the fight ended. Guy looked down the hole, and his victory message displayed. It said, Oops. I am totally paying you back for this. Yeah, that's... Next week? No, we're going to 
get into the no, we're ta- the hey, nuance we're gonna, of right, hey, this is starting, ball. Hey, this is starting to open up. This is starting okay. to open up. Okay, all right. The next fight was not on the character screen. It was the boss. <coughs> so I guess it makes sense. It was a nude version of Armika called Succubus. Oh, shit. Yeah. A cutscene cued, starting with a shot of the desert, now in nighttime, with the characters I previously defeated and other Street Fighter characters trapped in gimp suits. In, in what suits? Gimp suits. Gimp? Yeah, gimp. Zed's dead, baby. Yeah, yeah. So just a quick recap. We've got a fella who went down to his local GameStop, found an interesting copy of one of the Street Fighter games. It turned out to be a fake because it was made with... Microsoft Paint? Yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows who could have created such a thing? Anyway. <laughs> and we just touched <coughs> feet under the table. Mm-hmm. It's important. We're playing footsies. We're playing footsie. Because, oh. the, because this sexy creepypasta is heating up. Oh, yeah. Got gimp suits. Gimp suits. <laughs> Guy walked up to these characters, a shocked expression on his face. What? Then Succubus appeared. Another sexy victim, I see, she said. You'll be nice to play with. Guy jumped into his fighting stance. The fight begun, and Guy was easily defeated. Succubus then trapped him into a gimp suit. She cocked her head to me and said, Won't you join us, cutie? I was scared somewhat. The game forced me back to the character select, except the only character there was me. I was a chibi version of Guy in a light blue shirt and dark blue jeans. Now, chibi, let me just get <laughs> real quick. <laughs> You'll find, if you're, if you're interested in, in, in anime, like Japanese pop culture, a lot of times what they do is they have these, you know, like serious, more, or a little more serious kind of stuff, you know, something like Street Fighter. I mean, they're not, they're not serious, really, but, I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're more... More on the mature side, I guess. I don't know. Like, okay. Uh, teenagers as opposed to kindergartners is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And then right. so a lot of times they'll do something that's called a chibi version, which is the kindergarten version or whatever. And so uh, they draw them real cutesy and they're like little, they have like little no, bodies and like the, big round heads. The big, and, yeah, the big, the big eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so he sees himself, but chibi version on the character select screen. but dressed like Guy in a light blue shirt and dark blue jeans, as well as black sneakers. It even had my name there. Oh, snap. I selected myself and saw another cutscene. She was really excited to see me. I knew that. She jumped up and down saying, I'm going to enjoy and cherish this moment. I know it. My moveset had the special attacks of Guy, except the leap into the air move was not there, as well as the spinning kick. But I did have the shuriken. I fought shuriken! <laughs> I fought her and nearly didn't survive, but I defeated her with a super shuriken called Jaden Hero No Ken. <laughs> Succubus fell down. It's like the worst I... porn name ever. <laughs> I had no victory message. A cutscene appeared, showing the succubus melting and the other characters being freed and earning their original clothes. Except Sakura, who was in a straitjacket. And then celebrating. I turned the game off after entering my initials. I got first place. Then sat down. I was reflecting on what happened when I heard Succubus's voice again. She said, Don't forget your souvenir. A pair of panties flew and landed on my head and gave me a headache. 
Long story short, she had me do a favor in order to stop the torture. Epilogue. <laughs> There's a fucking epilogue? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you ready for this epilogue? I guess. <laughs> I was reflecting on what happened when I heard Succubus's voice again. She said, don't forget your souvenir. A pair of panties flew and landed on my head and gave me a headache. Long story short, she had me do a favor in order to stop the torture. That's the epilogue. Isn't that exactly how the yeah, story the exact just same ended? the exact same paragraph that just ended the story. So did he get two pan- pair of panties on his head? Maybe. Then they both gave him a headache. So yeah, be so next time Dang. you're at next time you're at the GameStop wanting to get a fighting game, watch out for the haunted succubus gimp, gimp suit five. Street Fighter Five. Straight jackets ain't all that bad. Yeah, there's your. There's it's your, like a self hug. It's like a self hug. Because <laughs> if you can't love yourself, who can you love? Can you love? But there you go. There's your your bad creepy pasta. This time, a sexy pasta. Uh, I can see why that was removed. <laughs> but the beautiful part is, is that stories like these can be found all over the internet. No, they, they surely are. So if you found that well-written and compelling, there's much more for you to consume. <laughs> there's much more out there for you, kiddos. <laughs> much more. Yeah. So I think with that, we will now conclude the succubus episode of Spooky Toberween of Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. My name is Chris L. Dillon. And I am Shane K. Witty. We will see you next week with another <laughs> harrowing episode of whatever we pull out of our butts. <laughs> yeah, whatever's, whatever's gonna, whatever's gonna happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Frankenstein, yeah. werewolves, don't know. Who knows? Whatever. We'll figure something out. See you next we'll poke, time. <laughs> we'll poke fun at it. <laughs> Bye. We will see you. Bye. <laughs>